Welcome along to Feature Length, the film podcast with Richard Newman and Seth Mason. A packed show this week. So, review, Seth. What are we looking at this week? Um, well, looking back, we're looking at You Will Meet a Tall Dark Stranger, the new Woody Allen movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at Chalet Girl, which is sort of the new Brit sort of kind of rom-com uh, sort of making waves. Can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, that you. Yeah. <laughs> you can. You can see the, edge the of my excitement seat. on his face. Yeah. It's just that big cheesy smile. Anyway, uh, also The Lincoln Lawyer, uh, Summerine, which is uh, doing very good business up and down the country, uh, Limitless, and finally The Eagle, which are this week's kind of big new releases. Okay, so we'll see what Seth thinks about all of those films. Along with that, we'll look at what we can look forward to coming out in the next few months with our spring and early summer preview. And Seth will update us with any news and rumours circulating around the film world, including results of last night's Empire Film Awards. Before we get started, just a gentle encouragement to get in touch with the programme. Two ways to do this. You can follow us on Twitter by searching Feature Length, or you can email us your comments and your own film reviews to featurelengthpod at gmail.com. We're in our new studio today. Mm. It's our permanent studio. It's a work in progress. It is. But it's a nice little little place. It's comfy. Homely. Yeah. Yeah, it's comfy. Nice, Nice seat, this one. There's a dress in the corner. There is a dress. There is a dress just in the corner. <laughs> With no woman in it. Yeah, we so won't talk about make it. Make of that what we you won't talk. We won't talk about anyway. it. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, shall we just start with Limitless? Let's go for it. Uh, so, Bradley Cooper in this one. We know him from The Hangover in various yeah. American comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I watched Wedding Crashes a few weeks ago. That was on, on television and he was uh, turned up in that, which I completely forgot about. Yeah. Um, so, it's a thriller. Would you call it a thriller? Thriller drama? Uh, yeah, I'd say it is a thriller. If, gonna... if you boil it down, yeah, it's a yeah. thriller. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, basically, he, he takes a pill which enhances the, the power of his brain, um, and it can have, but it can have some bad side effects. And and Robert De Niro is in this as well yeah. as a bit of a sort of cameo supporting yeah. role. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't really do much. Um, no. Well, a- anyway, so so your thoughts on Limitless? Um, the expert Seth Mason, take it away. <laughs> well. I mean, Limitless is, it's quite, it's a very good idea. It's a sort of a great what if, you know, if just taking a pill can kind of improve your life, you know, get your health on track, get your brain on track, you mm. know, get your financial situation on track. So it's it's a really intriguing idea. And I sort of went to the film intrigued, as I think a lot of people are, because, you know, the trailer's been doing a lot of, you know, rounds at the movies and everything. His marketing's been quite big on this one, it hasn't it? It has been quite big, yeah. It's a big... Blockbuster, I think they're, they're quite, anticipating. yeah, yeah, and they're determined to kind of push Bradley Cooper. I think into you know this is his big, his sort of first, I guess, big kind of him movie. Obviously, as you say, he did the eight, you know, he was in the A Team, yeah. which was obviously part of an ensemble. Same with The Hangover, but this is kind of his movie, and he does, he really kind of he does deliver. I mean, the whole film is completely centered around him. I mean, you mentioned Robert De Niro; he's very much a supporting. You know, he's a real kind of just one dimensional. It's just basically to put Robert De Niro's name on the poster. He doesn't really bring too much to it. Mm. Um, it's a, I mean, you, as you say, it's sort of a thriller. It's, it's quite, you know, it's been pushed in this way where it sort of looks like this, this quite hip thriller, maybe even kind of almost sort of like as a type. But I actually think it's quite different um, in its approach, in its kind of style. It, what visually or yeah. just for yeah. its Mainly general? Visually. Yeah, I had to say that opening sequence made me feel a little bit dizzy. They yeah. do a, they do a, a funny thing where they sort of sweep into a... New York and they just keep going for blocks and blocks and yeah. blocks. You don't quite know how they do it. It's like it's, it's like the camera is just just 
yeah just you sort of get the opinion that they might have sort of you know done this close-up in on kind of two blocks and then somehow started it again and it just keeps on going for miles and miles and miles very fast it's very exhilarating yeah um but it did make me feel a bit dizzy i was hoping it wasn't going to be like that the whole way through that's for sure after that opening sequence but i mean just even the the credits and everything right at the beginning you saw it's one of those things where you sit there do you know what i mean for the first 30 seconds and think am i in the right movie you know Mm. i thought this was kind of a you know but that said it, it's a very you know it's a it's a very strong film it it I, there are strands of it where obviously it's got this big what if idea this pill you know how can this change our lives but there are there are kind of strands that are left by the wayside um when the sort of negative impacts of the pill starts to sort of come into play um you know he experiences these blackouts this isn't really you know this is quite early on in the film yeah and they do some quite interesting things with that and you think oh, okay this is kind of where they're going to take us and then they kind of you, you can't really tell if they... I don't know. I guess it's a matter of opinion whether you think they get bored of that or whether they just kind of forget about it and move on to something else, which is obviously kind of sloppy. Did you enjoy um, it? Yeah, I did enjoy it. Yeah, you came out thinking, you know, you enjoyed time well spent. Exactly. Um, what I found with it is that when he's on... The, I, I don't know whether this is, this is a, a deliberate thing anyway from uh, Neil Berger directed it, who's directed The Illusionist. Mm-hmm. Before, um, I don't know whether it was it was a deliberate thing, but what, what what I found was is when 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 Bradley Cooper's character is on is on the pill, uh, <laughs> he's uh, it, you know the, the the film is it is enjoyable and it's fast yeah. paced, and then when he as soon as he's off it, I found like I was I was really labouring through it for a bit until really? he got back onto it again, and and I don't know whether that is a deliberate thing anyway to show the light and shade of the pill's effects or not. But um, they do that light and shade. There was, isn't it? there, was, it's there lit, was it's brightly lit when he's on it. It's not when it's not. Of course, yeah. But I mean, quite. It has my general I know feeling, you, mean, in, just, you know, yeah. of enjoyment. I, I, I definitely found there was a dip, and it was a dip I, in I, the I, middle or a dip at the beginning when obviously he's kind of introduced to it. Um, no, a dip. No, I think it's sort of yeah, sort of in the middle. Okay. Um, I, I think a bit of a dip, and and when he started, it all starts to kick off again at one point. Uh, I, I found. What do you think of De Niro? As I said, I he he's done he does quite a few now where he impresses and then he does three or four kind of just for a paycheck, where he doesn't you know you can tell he doesn't really want to be there he doesn't have much to do he's got this completely one dimensional kind of boring character, very just sort of threatening type businessman and that's it and he's got very little. The only thing he does is act as a slight more springboard for for kind of Bradley Cooper going off on one and you know as I said I think Bradley Cooper is very impressive and it didn't even need that. And he's he's quite heavily involved in in sort of the end of the film, uh, Robert De Niro, which I thought was kind of the weakest bit of it. I thought it was very anticlimactic. I think it kind of kept plodding. Uh, well, no, it didn't keep plodding because you know I think it was quite strong, but it kind of kept right. going as it was, and it didn't reach any big kind of resolution. Um, I thought it was a bit lazy, and then it kind of ended. Whether that was for a sequel, maybe I don't know how they do that down the line, but no, that was the only sort of weak bit I thought it really had. Um, personally was the ending a bit like what we were talking about a few weeks ago actually with jack nicholson as well with his uh, the paycheck turning yeah. up for the paycheck yeah. not really doing anything that's uh mm. any kind of repute mm. just, just just finally when then before we close the the lid on on, on limitless um bradley cooper we only know as a mainly as a as a comedy actor then mm. um is this his first is he going to jump into the mainstream now with those sort of more serious films i think so i think he's he's got a very strong you know comedic kind of style to his to his performances and he's also quite a good dramatic actor when it calls for it like this and this this kind of jumps around between the two um 
at the beginning he's sort of this haha kind of lovable kind of loser almost right um and you know quite there's you know there's a lot of comedy in that and that works and then when he sort of starts becoming the slick you know kind of businessman you know and and sort of really starts to be threatened he's he plays that very well as well so yeah i think all in all very good performance okay so that's the the big big release um this week um another release then the eagle yeah yeah, I mean your your early reactions to this, Seth, off air haven't been fantastic. Let's um, gone then. What's it about? What's what, what's the eagle? Well, it's kind of a, a big kind of Roman bonanza, really. A Roman bonanza, yeah, if you will. Not in a gladiator sense. No, I mean, there's, I mean, there's no point. There's no point really talking about kind of when it's set or whatever because the people making the film have completely ignored that. I mean, it's supposed to be set in 120 AD. You know, it's it's got this whole sort of Roman battles. You know, sort of. This, this big legion has gone missing and it's very mysterious and Channing Tatum's father was part of that and, you know, they literally went kind of over a wall and were never seen again uh, and they had this this eagle, which was, you know... This, is this it set metallic. in Britain? It is set in Britain, yeah. Right. You wouldn't know it. Okay. As I said, I, 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 there's no point going into the story because they, they don't really have one. Um, it's, <laughs> it, it's historically inaccurate in every way. The last The last scene literally is as if it was like the end of the hangover or something just just this i did ah oh, they i mean the accents the dialogue everything is just kind of completely out um it has got a painfully slow first half hour um but the worst thing about it is channing tatum the lead guy who's just he's not ready he to do this kind of role he's very much just sort of been kind of i can't you know he's done stuff like dear john uh step up films where he didn't really have to you know kind of prove that he was a very serious dramatic actor you know to to a, a kind of a, a proper film body if you will um and he's just he doesn't know what to do and so verging on embarrassing well. then well kind of i mean he obviously tries but he's just not a particularly good actor or maybe that's unfair but these kind of films you know where he's playing a big historical warrior are to his strengths the other guy the kind of the main two um, who actually plays kind of Channing Tatum's servant as such, and he's the one who has all the good kind of storylines. Is 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 played by Jamie Bell, who used to be Billy Elliot, and now he's going to be Tintin, um, and he does he does a really good job of it. I mean, he's a strong presence in it. You know, he kind of works with what he's got, uh, and he's and he gives in a pretty good performance. And he's the character that you're interested in. You're kind of when you know Channing Tatum's sitting in a room looking miserable for five minutes. You think, oh, let's go back to see what Jamie Bell's doing because he's got quite a complex character. You're sort of not side which you know you're not sure of which side he's on, and that provides a lot of the film's tension or the only kind of real bit of the film's tension. Um, he's not a Robin with the American accent either. No, well, Jamie Bell's kind of if you see him in interviews, he's become one of those actors who's become a bit American. Yeah. So he jumps between this kind of general kind of southern British accent, then a bit of northern in there with a with hints of American every now and then. So he's not without his flaws, but he is the best thing in something that is pretty slow. Okay. Out of ten, then. Um, I don't know for for the fact that it's got some all right cinematography in it, you know, it, visually it, it has its moments. Um, it's directed by Kevin Macdonald, who did The Last King of Scotland, which you know coaxed a, an award-winning performance out of Forrest Whitaker in the lead, and now he's got Channing Tatum. Love that film. You, you just wonder kind of where it's come from. So I don't know. Bearing in mind the fact that it's got a good director, and obviously quite a few of them are trying. I don't know, maybe six out of ten. Six out of ten. I don't know, maybe. All right, it's very average. Mm, very average. The Lincoln Lawyer. Lincoln Lawyer is very impressive. Really? Yeah. And this is in all, a word. It, it, we're also we're, we're, it, 
there's, there's comparisons here with Lincoln Lawyer and um, Limitless, aren't there? In terms of their lead roles, the lead the lead actors with um, with Bradley Cooper and Matthew McConaughey, they're both known as more light-hearted actors. They do comedies, they do chick flicks. That's that's their reputation. That's what they're based on. The Lincoln I, Lawyer, though, with Matthew McConaughey in. Um, well, I kind of disagree because Bradley Cooper's okay. always been quite kind of respected and in sort of what he's done so far. He hasn't had many kind of leads where he's been kicked in the teeth because he's been in a really bad rom-com and hasn't been very good in it. Whereas Matthew McConaughey has had plenty of experience on that. Matthew McConaughey started his career doing films like A Time to Kill back in the kind of mid-90s. And he did get quite, you know, he was quite kind of well-respected for a bit. And then it all went very downhill, you know, and he's sort of, you know, he's more a Channing Tatum, you know, from The Eagle, where he's sort of just seen as this big kind of lunk who, you know, who can't act and is sort of just hired to stand there. Um, But, I mean, again, The Lincoln Lawyer is very much his film. You know, Mm. he is The Lincoln Lawyer. The whole narrative, everything is, you know, completely revolved around him. Uh, And he, you know, he he descends into this quite, you know, dramatic battle um, with one of the other characters, uh, his his um, client, actually. Uh, and he does it very well. He acts very well in it. I mean, as as a whole, as a thriller, you know, it's entertaining, it's slick, it's, you know, glossy, it's it's really pacey, um, and there's a lot of twists and turns, and you really get drawn into it. Um, you know, and you, you feel, you know, there's real moments of tension that work really well. You know, he's got a great supporting cast behind him. Ryan Philippe, who, again, is quite hit and miss. You know, he's been very good. He's done movies like Cruel Intentions, 54, which he was very good in, and he's very good in here as this sort of very menacing uh, character. Again, you don't know whether or not he's good or bad, or, um, you know, as well as that, you've got support from people like Brian Cranston, who's in Breaking Bad and used to be in Malcolm in the Middle, who plays a sort of solid detective character. Um, William H. Macy, who's sort of the best friend, and Marissa Tomei, who's the ex-wife, and all of those do it very, you know, they're, they're good characters and they're a lot of fun, and, you know, the subplots to do with them are all handled very nicely. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I just was very impressed with it. It's a film you can watch very easily. You can get a lot of enjoyment out of its tent. It's a very well-crafted thriller. Um, and I wasn't sure it was going to be that, given some of the people involved. So, yeah, that was a very good welcome surprise. The Lincoln Lawyer. Why is it called The Lincoln Lawyer? What's it? It's basically called The Lincoln Lawyer um, because he's a lawyer. He owns a Lincoln and he spends quite a lot of the film driving around in a Lincoln. Um, and I think the whole thing of it is that he doesn't really, you know, he's a bit of a strange character. Maybe he doesn't have his own office. He works out of his Lincoln. Right. Okay. Um, and I guess that's 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 a theme that they don't really fully develop to to maybe comedic or dramatic. I don't know what they were going for, um, which is pretty much my only kind of obvious snag uh, with the film. Okay. Um, submarine then. Yeah. Summer, I mean, a lot's kind of been said on Summerine. It's had a lot of hype. It's, you know, been seen at all these festivals hmm. um, all over the world. You know, London Film Festival has gone down really, really well. British um, film? Yeah, British film. Well, it's got Ben Stiller behind it. On, really? Is, yeah, as an executive producer. Okay. So it's, yeah, so exactly. It's kind of, it's made waves throughout the world already. And it finally came around. It was released sort of practically last week. Um, and it only showed in something like 47 screens. Hmm. Um, got the highest per screen average of the week and sort of for a film for a while. So now this week it's expanded out a lot more and it's it's got a, it's got a much sort of bigger chance. I mean, I know down here where we are, you know, it wasn't on anywhere nearby and now it is. So it's it's a good, I mean, it's another great chance to sort of support, you know, a good little British film and right. make it. Um, the film itself, it's, you know, when you have a friend on Facebook 
who's kind of a bit cool, a bit trendy. Um, and they cu- they kind of put up a photo album of maybe loads of like kind of fisheye photos and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's basically like watching that for two hours. <laughs> like, and that, that's not to say it's a bad thing. Like, you know, or here's me in dark shadow, you know, looking mournful on a beach type thing. Um, but it is a very trendy film. It's very kind of like, you know, the cool... almost like a feeling of like, you just can't get near it. Uh, maybe I mean Just quite a lot of people might well kind of I think quite a few people may be put off by that I know people who have kind of been put off by that okay Um, that's that's not to say that that should be the case because it is a very good film Um, it's got I mean it's got a lot going to it I mean parts are pretentious but I mean it's got I think the main thing it's got going for it is, is, is it uh, is its characters okay Um, I mean the main the main character Oliver Tate who's played by this you know young actor called Craig Roberts who this who's this kind of 15 year old kid you know he's he's a bit of a strange character you know from him you you know you feel kind of empathy he's likable you know despite the fact that he is this you know ultimately if you if you kind of look at what his you know personality and his attributes are he's kind of selfish you know hypocritical um, and it's a very good performance from a very young actor um, and you know he 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 gets a lot of laughs during the film he's a very good little comedic actor he has to you know um, be dramatic a lot and that you know that works as well what kind of film is it then what I mean what what are the audience going to be expecting from the film um, it's kind of a kind of comedy drama character study really okay so the little boy you know he lives in this little town in Wales Set in um, like the eighties or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's got Alex Turner as well from uh, best known from the Arctic Monkeys does the soundtrack rights, so sort of he crops up and you know he does he does that very effectively. You know the soundtrack's quite impressive. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean the film in in general and the themes aren't quite as original as they think they are. Um, but as I say, with these characters, you know Oliver, the character Oliver and his mum and dad, who are these sort of quite you know, strange, you know, the dad especially who works a lot with fish, you know, it's, mm. it's sort of very kind of offbeat. Um, and, you know, they're going through a tough time and Oliver's kind of maybe sticking his nose into that a bit more than he should. So it's got it's got a lot going for it and a lot of these little, these little things. But as I say, it is quite trendy. And I think my friend kind of summed it up when she sort of said, do you think it was, you know, it's sort of submarine sponsored by Urban Outfitters? Like, you know, <laughs> it's kind of got that feeling to it. But um, but it is a very good. It is a very good film. Out of ten, this one then, if you can give points something, if you like. Oh no! I don't know. No, no point. You want it? Nah, no. no point for points. I'd say this probably a solid eight, maybe no, no, eight? maybe nine. I don't know. Eight yeah. or nine out of ten. Yeah. Are you being quite generous with that? Because if you're gonna like, I think nine. I'm being generous. Eight. I'm not. Okay. All yeah. right. That sounds good. A uh, Chalet Girl then, because yeah. uh, I imagine this isn't going to get the eight or nine. Well, no, actually, Chalet Girl is another kind of example you love these of, kind of films, <laughs> Chalet Girl is another kind of in, you know another big English release, if you will. This um, Felicity Jones, who's the main girl in it, um, was in Cemetery Junction. Okay. You no, know, she was the lead girl in that. Um, and Ed Westwick, who's the main guy in it, made his name as Chuck Bass of Gossip Girl. So there's already a bit of a following there. Isn't there? Isn't Bill Nye in it as well? Yeah, I was, I was getting to that. Am I right, sorry? Yeah, yeah. Right. and he's got Bill Nye actually. Funnily you. enough, you've, we've kind of just covered the three good things about the film there, really. Okay. Um, Felicity Jones is great. She's got a lot of charisma. Um, you know, she's a really likable character. I think you, you know, because I know you turn, you say I like them, but I think you maybe turn your nose up a little bit at these kind of movies. A little, um, yeah. Possibly a little. If I was, if you were to give me a, a go out on a Friday night and you'd take me to the cinema and say, which ones do you want to see? I, I probably wouldn't have chosen um, Chalet Girl. But I, but you know maybe that's just because of, of how it's been marketed as well. Because it's um, 
maybe the title and the way it's being sort of aimed at different people. The 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 trailers the trailer was very glossy, very girly. It's, yeah, it's going for teenage girls, and that's yeah. why they've shoved. You know, I mean, Gossip Girl is a very teenage girly show. That's why they've shoved Ed Westwick in it. And, you know, obviously other people have got to play the parts and they've got to appeal to, you know, as many people as they can. So that's why you've got people like Bill Nye, who's great. He has some really good lines. He's sort of, you know, again, the sort of quite groovy kind of, you know, okay. sarcastic Like dad. and love, actually. Yeah. Ex- mm, well, not to that if extent, like- but yeah, oh, okay. kind of. Yeah, along those lines. Right. And Bill Bailey as well has quite a nice kind of, you know, subdued supporting It's a funny film it. for him to be in, isn't it? Yeah, but but it worked. I mean, it does kind of work. Okay. Um, and it you know it is quite refreshing. It is quite genuinely funny in parts. Like you know, it's it's very throwaway, but it you know it it has its moments. Okay. Out of ten. Um, I think this is going to become a regular feature. Okay. Actually. Uh, seven. Seven. Yeah. Well, if you if you I put it in the fact get... that I gave what the Eagle six to be nice, it's yeah. definitely better than the Eagle. It's not as good as. Okay. You know, Lincoln Lawyer. So I think, yeah, I think seven. We're going to have to work out your scale, aren't we? Okay. Um, You will meet a tall, dark stranger then. That's the new. (laughs) You're in a bit of trouble with that. You will meet a tall, dark Dark stranger. stranger. It's a bit of a long title, isn't it, for a film? It is. Uh, Woody Allen film. Yeah. He doesn't care, though. He doesn't really care how his films are marketed. He, he, he say, he's on record as saying he makes films for himself. Okay. Well, before, let's do this the other way around then. Before right. you even review the film, right. give it a mark out of 10. Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, obviously, he still cares about his films in general. How they turn out, then. So, how? So, how? So how do you reckon he does on film? this one? Um. Well, again, Woody Allen. The last few years has been very hit and miss. He's kind of churned out a film almost systematically, kind of once every year. And he's taken very much. Obviously, he was sort of renowned for being. You know, he was kind of Mister New York back in the day. Uh, and now he's renowned for being. You know, sort of Europe. He's done, yeah. you know, Match Point, which was London. Um, and then he's done a few other little London films, some of which haven't even been released. London you know, went Queen. straight to, yeah, went straight to DVD. Yeah. Then he did Vicky Cristina Barcelona a few years ago, which got, you know, really, you know, got Oscar attention and, you know, Oscar win and everything. Um, and now he's sort of, you know, he's sort of slumping a bit, but he's still, you know, this is still a kind of admirable effort. Uh, this one is set in London. It's got a great cast. Um, Naomi Watts, Josh Brolin, Anthony Hopkins, um, uh, Gemma Jones, who's really who's Bridget Jones's mum, mm-hmm. you might know her. Um, and yeah, and it, it's it's quite you know it's just a, it's a story. It kind of meanders along. It's this intertwining. You know, the main focus is on uh, Naomi Watson, Josh Brolin's characters. They're this kind of married couple in London, um, both of which are kind of a bit bored with their lives. They're they're a couple. They're they're sort of wandering eyes towards their respective tall dark strangers. Naomi Watts is her art dealer boss, played by Antonio Banderas, and Josh Brolin is kind of the mysterious, uh, the the mysterious stranger, kind of across the way from where they live, played by Frida Pinto. Very good cast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really good cast, really good cast. Um, and it's kind of the cast that makes it. It's very, I mean, as I was saying about a film the other week, they're they're enjoyable actors. It's nice to see them on screen. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, especially, who doesn't do too much these days, and when he does, you know, it tends to be on the, you know, like the right the other week tends to be on the sort of less than favorable side um so i i mean it, it's not as clever as it think it is it's not as profound as it thinks it is you know it has a bit to say about relationships it has a bit to say about you know friendships and, and kind of mothers and daughters and everything um but it's just a quite entertaining kind of funny you know s- sort of love letter to london um you know with some good performances along the way so yeah, mm, I, think, yeah I think good not bad. Not yeah. bad. 
that was a lot of films to review there, wasn't it? Yeah, a bit tired now. <laughs> well, we're not going to end yeah. there because <laughs> yeah. uh, right, it's the, it's the end of March, which means we're rapidly heading towards the summer blockbuster season. Lots of films to look forward to in the next few months as well. And then with that in mind, Seth has been compiling a list of the ones that we should be anticipating the most. So we've got exciting things to come. Um, we're going to have to rattle through these um, quite quickly, but yeah. there's lots and lots of things to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're kind of on the cusp of April now. So, you know, obviously if we start with April, logically. Okay, yeah. Um, the the big one for me, I mean, there's a few, but there's a, the big one in me for April personally is Scream 4. Is it? Yeah. Out of all I'm the ones? So I'm just excited. looking at your list right now. I'm and so and excited. You've written here for April, um, yeah. Scream 4, yeah. Thor, yeah. Um, Your Highness, which I'm really looking forward <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and I can't read your writing for that one, so I don't okay. even know what that one says. Uh, but <laughs> but um, Scream 4, yeah, I saw yeah. the trailer for that for the first yeah. time just the other day. And uh, they've got all the old, old team back again, haven't mm. they? Yeah, definitely all of them. Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, yeah. all of them kind of back. You love these. You love, you, you do, you're a, but the screams, a, a, a horror everyone, fan, though, aren't you, as well? well? yeah, but everyone loves the Scream movies. Yeah, like, I, 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 even I like them. They're very, you know, they're probably, you know, they're really solid classic examples of their genre. They really mix, you know, horror and comedy very well. They're very scary. They're very funny. You know, they're great fun characters. You know, they're well written. They're well directed. You know, everything about them is just very good quality entertainment. Um, and, you know, they haven't done one in, you know, they were kind of beginning to, you know, lop off in quality towards the end. They, you know, they obviously got to Scream 3 and that wasn't as received well by, you know, critics or fans. Uh, and now they've, you know, they've stepped back. They've had, what, 10 years or so to sort of, you know, take mm. a breather and they come back with a new one. So I... I can't say what it would be like. The trailer looks good. You know, the hype around it is very exciting. It's got a lot of good cameos in it. You know, it's got Hayden Panettiere, um, Emma Roberts. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of very much a new generation of it. And it'll be interested. You know, they're playing a lot with the, the kind of the YouTube angle um, by the looks of it as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, modernizing Scream. So yeah. It's, yeah, exciting to watch. Looking forward to that. Um, and um, Thor is the new superhero. Yeah, that'll be like the, fir- the first summer blockbuster, really. Kenneth we- Branagh directing yeah. this one. And <laughs> it's it, some it, weird it, things. It's Kenneth Branagh. It's Natalie Portman, who you know doesn't strike me as the kind of person who would, you know, I mean, very much by the wayside. You know, she's very much the supporting heroine in it. Um, you know, it's not her film at all. Um, so it's interesting. So you would hope that, you know, with people like that attached, there would be a quality to the project that kind of brought those people on board. Uh, and Chris Hemsworth, who's kind of pretty much an unknown, is playing Thor. Um, and he sort of seems to be doing an all right job of it in, in the trailer. Yeah, excuse uh, my ignorance on this one, but is he is, is Thor one of the um, Avengers? Is he part of that whole crew well, with Iron you'll Man? Well, excuse that? my ignorance as well on that. I think um, he might be. I've, I know Thor. I've heard of Thor. Yeah, okay. He's, you know, he's quite a big deal. And he's a big guy as well. Keeping on the um, the uh, Nasty Portman yep. crested wave. Your Highness, as Your we Highness. said. It looks really good. Yeah, it looks funny. It looks really it funny. It does look funny. Um, I just hope they haven't put all the good jokes in the trailer again. It looks again. a lot like, um, in in some respects, the fact that it's got Danny McBride and James Franco in it. Obviously, the, the easiest comparison to make is kind of Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express which was a Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good... I mean, there's no drugs in this that I know of. I haven't seen it. There's definitely no drugs in The Princess Bride. As well, far yeah, as yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's the bit that mummy used to fast forward, isn't it? <laughs> what are they putting in their nose? Nothing, nothing. nothing absolutely uh, nothing. Um, so yeah, no. That, so that should be good. The other one I had that you can't read is Fast Five, which is another reboot. When they did um, the new Fast and the Furious, Fast and Furious, oh, of course. a few years ago. And now they're doing another one. And, and they're bringing back the, the big on. hats again. Yeah. And the last one was quite good. It was nice to see all of them back together. That was another kind of good, solid childhood film for mm. me. Um, 
with you know varying sequels. So uh, you know we'll give that the benefit of the doubt as well. What else we're we looking forward um, to then? If we fast forward anything, I think to fast May. forwarding to May after you you know Thor the first big blockbuster. I think the second one is really going to be the new Pirates of the Caribbean in 3D. This one in 3D and number what, four. I mean, what what do you reckon? Because they they've changed a lot of the team for this. Gore Verbinski isn't is not directing it anymore. And the last two films. Oh crap. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go yeah. for that, um, well, I mean, yeah. The as you say, the main question is kind of, can Johnny go it alone? You haven't got Orlando Bloom anymore. You haven't got Kira Knightley anymore. Not that they were particularly, you know, um, essential to what was going on, or, or you know, Jeffrey Rush is in it, though, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Jeffrey Rush is in it. Um, Penelope Cruz as well is kind of the main new addition. And there's a few characters who we haven't really heard of because they're not big famous movie stars, um, from what I can tell. So. Again, they're good fun films if they're done right, so we'll give that the benefit of the doubt. And Johnny Depp's great in the character, so yeah, that'll be something to look forward to. Okay, what else can we look forward to then this Well, summer? I think kind of, bef- you know, keeping with the early summer theme, I think if we stop at June, which okay. is The Green Lantern, is going to be the big one, that one. Yeah, Again, another big superhero movie. Ryan Reynolds is, is you know, very good at what he does. Um, you know, he can bring drama and humour to a lot of things. Um, Buried, you know, which I think we both really enjoyed. Yeah, definitely. Um, was the last thing I saw him in, and he was really good in that. So, And it's also got Blake Lively from Gossip Girl as sort of the, the main female lead in that. So, uh, again, that'll be a waiting with bated breath. Okay, lots to look forward to then. Mm. Um, let's look at the the Empire Film Awards. They were just, yeah. um, as we were causing this, that, that, that was just last night. Um, these awards are voted for by readers of Empire. So, you know, that's the public vote. Mm. So that led to a few different results. And so the best film award, which has always been over the awards season, is it going to be yeah. The King's Speech, Social Network, Black Swan, yeah. The Fighter? None of those went back to Inception. Yeah. Which is good. It's lovely, yeah. And we both love that film. And I think it's probably one of my favourite films, if not the favourite. Actually, one of my favourite films of all time. Wow, bold. Right in there. If I was going to give that a mark out of 10, it'd be 9.7. Yeah. Oh, I do you not think there's a thing as a perfect film? No? Do you not go in for that? It is. Well, it... I, I, I don't know if I've ever given a deep 10. Deep in the depths of the inter, you know, internet forums where people can pick apart, you know, those people who have a real eye for continuity or things. I don't think I've ever given anything a 10. I'm still Pretty waiting much. for that okay. 10. I, th- I think that's 8, good. Maybe. You don't want to whore it out, you know. Right. This is why you have to use the point system because okay, it, it gives sorry, it a lot okay. more balance. I'll work on that for next time. Okay. Um, well, I mean, also with the Empire Awards, you know, Scott Pilgrim uh, won Edgar Wright for, for uh, you know, that is Edgar Wright directing Scott Pilgrim, by the way. Uh, versus the world uh one best director at the empires and again that was a film that everyone you know the people that saw it absolutely loved it you know really wanted it to have recognition absolutely. it has a very passionate fan base behind it didn't take and much it, money no it didn't take that much money and it did kind of get shunned uh you know in terms of its recognition uh you know critics mainly liked it to begin with and then kind of forgot about it so it was nice to see that win something uh best comedy went to four lines which i personally wasn't a fan of i didn't think the the genres kind of sat right with that i did enjoy that though. okay the last exorcism <laughs> sorry yeah, very good to, i'm just trying to let <laughs> okay. everyone know yeah all right um last exorcism was best horror which was quite effective um but i think they were kind of they didn't really you know they had to kind of make up the numbers i mean paranormal activity 2 was in there and i think even empire knows that shouldn't be up for best horror so i think that was kind of making up the numbers category really okay uh, best british film again you know a classic you know really good they've been 
you know, acknowledge where they haven't been acknowledged before, um, went to Kick-Ass. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is, as people forget, a British film, British writing, British director, British lead actor. Yeah. Um, so it's really good to see that. Um, we both saw that. We saw that film together, actually. Yeah, we really did. Really enjoyed I that. Love, oh, I love that film. Yeah. Um, acting honors went to Colin Firth, standard, and Numi Rapace, who we were talking about a few weeks ago okay. for Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Uh, and Gary Oldman won the Empire Icon, which is great, because he's awesome. Yeah. He's old Gary. He is awesome. And we're going to be seeing him very soon um, in, the in, the new, in the new Dark Knight. And yeah. that leads us very nicely onto the other news that's knocking about the film world at the moment. Yeah. Because well, you've got, you, you you told me before we came on A, you wouldn't tell me what it was, but you said there may, there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of news there. Well, yeah, Gary, basically, Christopher Nolan has been very, um, you know, in what little he says so far about the film, he's been very sure in the fact that this is going to be the last one, this is going to be the last one. He's bringing it back round from Batman Begins, very much completing this, you know, Batman trilogy that he's done. Uh, and he says there's not going to be a third. Gary Oldman reckons that there might be a fourth. It's interesting, isn't it? It's just, it, yeah, it depends which way you look at what he said, but he's sort of, you know, he, you know, in an interview I saw, he wasn't very sure that it was going to be the last one. But what it does do, though, is yeah. in, the, in terms of the exciting news ahead of the film, is that what it does, it, it, it increases the whole interest even further as to what we're going to be seeing from this from this movie is, yeah. it, is, is it going to be left open or not and it, and it and it's one of those things that Chris Nolan does so well we we barely knew anything about inception before it came out we saw a few trailers again which were like which which we looked at and thought got to see that yeah no idea still what it was about and it, it, he's he's done the same thing with with with, with batman and it's a very exciting thing to yeah and also it was announced um Joseph Gordon-Levitt from 500 days of summer and Juno Temple, who's a young British actress, have officially joined the cast. Okay. So, do we know what they're going to play yet? Good people. No, they're, they're kind of keep. There's rumours, but they're they're kind of keeping it quiet for now. Joseph um, Gordon-Levitt's been linked with that for ages. Hasn't yeah, he? yeah, I know, and they, yeah, so, yeah, and he's a very good actor, so we'll see what he does there. Speaking okay. of fourth films, American Pie Four. So this is like is one of the ones. Well, this is one of the because there's been quite a few spin-offs, yeah, like haven't there? American but this is Pie, going. We're going back to like a main, yeah. an actual. Big exactly. screen outing. Yeah, like a Fast and the Furious, like With a the screen. original characters. They're bringing them, yeah. So far, they've got Jason Biggs, who played Jim, Eugene Levy, who played Jim's dad, and Sean William Scott, who was Stifler. Okay. Um, all of whom haven't, you know, received the success that they have, you know, with American Pie. But, you know, that's fair enough. American Pie was a phenomenon. Mm. Um, they're all going to be back for a new film. And all they'll say about that is that Jim will be a YouTube star. Oh dear. Um, which doesn't <laughs> sounds a bit dark. The, uh, yeah, you can yeah. imagine. But okay. um, it will be great. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, so speaking forward to that. Uh, just another, just uh, Johnny Depp, who we were talking about earlier with Pirates, um, has officially been confirmed to star in Ricky Gervais's new show, Life's Too Short. Okay. Um, not on a main basis, just a cameo. Um, but especially after um, Ricky Gervais slagged off uh, the tourist in Gold- at the Golden Globes uh, the other month. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but obviously he's he also a, took he's it well. A good sport, Johnny. He loves British Not humor like Robert as well. Downey Jr. Did. No, no, opposite. But, um, but you know, Ricky uh, Johnny Depp's done you know the Far Show and stuff. He's you know he's into his. He knows what he, you know. He knows his British comedy. So yeah, um, that's a series to look forward to as well. Yeah. And obviously, um, <laughs> obviously very flippant. Um, Elizabeth Taylor died this week. Yeah, Star of Yeah, seventy nine. So that was very sad, but that has been quite well reported. Absolute so. legend of British cinema as well. British cinema, world cinema, but yeah. in terms of being a British Let's actress, cover up. yeah, well, t- technically, yeah. Dame Elizabeth Taylor. 
Absolutely, seriously, an absolute, an absolute yeah. legend of, of cinema in, in, in Britain. Um, so I think that's pretty much about it for today. Uh, we'll be back next week, reviews including Source Code, which I'm looking forward to seeing, but on first impression of talking to you about this, you're not so interested. Um, remember, you can follow us on Twitter by searching Feature Length. You can also get in contact by emailing featurelengthpod at gmail.com. But we'll speak again next week. <laughs>